Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama, Australian edition. We've got uh, Matt Hambage as always, and here for the Aussie coverage, I have Chris Kuna. Chris, thanks for doing this with me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Australian Survivor, it's where it's at right now. Yep. So if you're keeping up with the season, which I would hope you are if you're popping into this episode, we're after this, we're two weeks in. Um, so of course, the Aussies, they do three episodes per week. And I guess that's just how they do reality TV, which is crazy. I know, I don't know how people keep up with anything. Um, I love it though. It's, it's madness over here. Just trying to three episodes in a row of survivor. I love it. Um, so some housekeeping notes off the top here with, um, with there being three episodes per week, we're not going to do an episode per survivor episode. That'd be insanity. We're going to hopefully do it weekly, um, with different schedules, the time difference, getting out in time. We may miss a week here or there. We may have to do a couple, you know, two week episodes like this, but the, the goal will be weekly episodes going forward after this. And then there is, or if I have the schedule, right, there will be some, a little overlap with the end of this season and the beginning of Survivor 42. But that's a future, that's a problem for future Chris and future Matt. We'll let them deal with that when it comes to it. Um, but we've got a few weeks, you know, a month or so of just pure, pure Aussie coverage. Um, so with six episodes to go over, we'll, we'll kind of go big picture on this first one. Talk about maybe Australian Survivor in general, and then the season as a whole. Maybe, you know, each boot, um, each each tribal go over what happened there. Um, and then just kind of more general thoughts. Uh, so Chris, you re- just recently got caught up with Australian Survivor. So what what are your thoughts on on the AU version. I know you're, we talked a little bit and you're, are you thinking this is the best, currently the best version of the show? I, I would say so. Um, you know, we're only seven season in, seven seasons into Australian survivor. Um, if you don't count the like really, really old ones, they attempt. Nobody does. Right. Um, and, and you know, they've, they've all been fantastic so far. Like the worst seasons of Australian Survivor are still really good seasons of Survivor, and the best seasons of Australian Survivor hold up with the best seasons of American Survivor. Um, and yeah, it's it's really good. Obviously, there's some big differences. Um, the longer episodes, multiple episodes per week, more days on the island. What is it? Fifty-four? Is that right? Forties. It. So they've changed it a couple of times. The seasons one and two were fifty-five. And then three, four, and five were 50. And then like the US version shortened it, they shortened it okay. um, in their season six. And now it's 40, it's still 47 days though. Sure. That's that's still plenty of time. And and I love more contestants as well. We just we just have a lot more time to spend with the players. Um, well, you know, certain players, not every player gets no, gets no, kidding, air time. no kidding. Uh, so some seasons, uh, more than others, it was, a uh, yeah, not, not to get into the last season of survivor, the season six, but yeah, that one was a little lopsided with, with the airtime. 
Um, yes. I mean, what, what, what it usually turns out is that the people that they give airtime to, they're deserving of it, mm-hmm. but then they just go overboard with yeah. it. I mean, so last season, um, George and Haley, you know, Haley and George, the winner and runner up got the vast majority of the confessionals George from, as he would say, day dot. I love mixing in the Australian slang. Mary, Mary loves that. She's, she's going to use day dot. Now. It's incredible. Um, he, he was, you know, the narrator for basically the entire season. And when you last till the last day, you're going to be there all the time, but there were other interesting players that just kind of got the shaft. And then in this current season, we're six episodes in the twins, Michelle and Mel have a combined one confessional as far as I know. And the most recent boot, Jay, I think he had zero. He might've had one or two, but I think it was zero. So that's one of the issues with, with the Aussie version. And you would think on the surface, Three episodes per week, like you said, longer episodes. They're usually never shorter than fifty minutes. Sometimes as long as as an hour, full hour and a half. You can get everybody something. Yeah, for sure. You know that's that's interesting though. Like I'm I'm thinking back to some of the older Australian seasons now, and and I think sometimes like there are players who lay low in the early part of the game, but then will really start to shine in the later part of the game, like. Someone like Sharn comes to mind if you can think back to her season yep. in the All-Star season where she like she was invisible, if I remember correct. And then all of a sudden she was really good and got a lot of airtime. So I feel like they they give airtime to those who deserve the airtime, but like you might not like like you might not get airtime for a while and then you might get some later. And and so so and that's that's, that's one thing. And and that I don't have a problem with. If someone's gonna become a big part of the story later on, mm-hmm. I'm I'm more okay with them being you know, purple edited in the beginning, but when you go out, so like Jay went out and he had like, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think zero confessionals, like give him one. I feel like that's, that's the least the show can do for these people. He seems solid too. I was, uh, I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for him. We'll we'll talk about him more later, but uh, anyway, so, so back to, back to kind of comparing the two, you know, it was, it was really interesting watching season 41 of American survivor at the same time as I was kind of binging all these seasons of Australian survivor. Um, and just seeing the difference, you know, I, I, I love having so much more time with just all the people. I, I, I feel like we, we got to see just the players play and interact and socialize and strategize way more um, in, in the Australian survivor, then season 41 of American. Now, granted, a lot of that is season 41's fault for having all, all sorts of crazy stuff going on all the time that we didn't get much time to see them interact, but, but still the Australian survivor format is, is so nice for that. You can spend a good amount of tribe with both time with both tribes each week and kind of see what's going on week to week, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. And you said both versions. There's also, South African survivor. Once you get on that, mm-hmm. I, the, the thing that I love about all three is that they all feel distinct, even though it's the same show. So we had season 41 for us season eight of South Africa, and then season seven of Australian survivor, a little bit of overlap, but more or less aired at the same time. And it was wild watching all three. Cause you can tell, Oh yeah, this is definitely survivor you could turn it on you realize right away oh this is survivor but they all had their own distinct feel to it like it was it was so weird seeing the aussie version and the south african and thinking this is the same show they were on 
so far opposite ends of the spectrum and both very good for their own reasons. Like the South African, the um, immunity Island was so felt like an old school season. And, and it wasn't because they had the new mechanics and gameplay and whatnot, but just compared to the big, like bombastic Australian style, it felt so different, but still, you know, almost, you know, equally as good, which is, which is awesome. There's three really high performing seasons going right or series going right now with the u.s maybe in the third position i i hear you i i'm excited to get into south african survivor once once i'll probably spend all my time on an uh, australian survivor three episodes a week is a lot to keep up with but once that's over i'm gonna dive hard into south african yeah and um, they're, they're longer episodes um not as long as australian kind of in the middle but they're okay. the same it's also a 39 day season so it'll feel way shorter just in comparison nice um one one last thing i want to mention the differences between australian and and american before we jump into the the actual gameplay and and characters and all that um is i think australian survivor does some really really they do a great job with their editing and just kind of how they put the show together um as we you and i have talked about this a lot by now but the I think the music in Australian survivor is top notch, like some really, really nice kind of background music, some epic music for big moments and challenges and some sad music for sad moments. And they've, yeah, they've done a great job as well as in in an American survivor. I feel like is, is kind of catching on to what Australian survivor is doing with this, but like those player intros are super cool. Like each player kind of gets their own, maybe not everybody did did jake get one i don't i don't know but i i thought at least on previous seasons that everyone got one before they got voted out but i think you're right i i've had a hard time this season and this is maybe one maybe one of the small issues with the show Mm -hmm. keeping straight all of the j names yeah i mean there's j jesse jordan jordy right there's a couple people i'm still and and so like I'm pretty sure I just in episode six was certain. Okay. I know who Jay is. And then he, mm-hmm. then he gets voted out. So that that's one of the problems is that it can take a while to figure out who is who, because mm-hmm. there's not the same level of pregame coverage that there is for the U S version, mostly because there's uh, not as much info released. So they'll only confirm like a portion of the cast. So that, so, so Rob is a podcast, Shannon Gus, who does their international version or coverage they'll do a preview over who's confirmed as a player, mm-hmm. which is maybe like half the cast. And sure. then I think just like a few days before the season starts, they release the full thing, but with not much info to go on. So I think that'd be super helpful just because keeping up with who is who yeah, is, is always a, a struggle in any survivor season to know, okay, Chris is working with Matt. Who's working with Mary. Who's working with Steve. Who's working with whoever. Mm-hmm. And now when you add in six, eight more players it it's pretty tough no a minor complaint with with how yeah, much i love everything else that's fair that's a good good thought so it, it is nice getting the like an american survivor the the pre pre-release characters and getting to watch video and interviews and stuff is is nice yeah well all right let's just jump into um the current season blood versus water first time Australia's done this theme. What do you think of the theme just in general? Not necessarily how it's playing out here, but just as a broad, broad theme. You know, I I I like blood versus water. It's something that if Survivor like 
fell in love with it and did it every season or too often, I would not be in favor of that. But no. every once in a while, it's it's fun to see these little dynamics play out. I mean, every episode, something will happen and people are going to talk about the blood versus water aspect and how they are with the, on the island with their family members. And, and you know, it's it creates some really interesting situations and, and kind of gives them a lot to, to work with and play with, with some of their twists, which is, which is kind of cool with blood versus water. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, it's been a while since American survivor did this. So I'm, it feels fresh and I'm, I'm all in for it right now. I think one of the biggest things it does is survivor when you're playing it. Well, it's a very emotionless game. You yeah. need to kind of be, to an extent in game bot mode, you have to make connections and things, but the personal emotions you need to kind of leave at home literally. And then with blood versus water, that's impossible to do you. It brings a whole new element to the game that usually isn't there in, you know, quote unquote traditional season. So it's just one more, one more thing that's constantly there for people to, to think about and work around, whether it's your own loved one or your allies, loved one, your rivals, loved one, it brings a whole new you know level of, of strategy and thinking that just you know it'll it changes the gameplay um you know every time because you know if someone's loved one gets voted out then that person wants to vote out who voted out their loved one even mm-hmm. if that's maybe not a smart strategic choice they get that kind of revenge anger and you know can they can they reel that in or do they let the revenge take them forward right. and then just explode their own game Right. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that as we get into some of the gameplay, but we've already seen that a bit right already in the season. Um, real quick question for you. If you were to ever be on Survivor, would you want to be on a blood versus water season or would you want to be on a, on a regular season? My answer would be this. If I get cast on Survivor, I will go on whatever season it ends up being, even Same. Edge of Extinction. I would just <laughs> do it. But yeah. if I had a choice, if they said, hey, we want you on this season. It is blood versus water. If you say no, we'll put you on the next season. I would just take the next season. Yeah. Me Even too. if all I knew was that it was not blood versus water and didn't know anything else. I would if I had the choice. I would take the non blood versus water. Absolutely. It, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle, I think, with the loved one on there. And, and it's a uh, I would you, you got to juggle your own game and their game and, and hope that their game doesn't hurt your game. And I would, I would just want it to be me personally. Yeah. The game seems hard enough just on your own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having your loved one there could go, could swing you wildly in either direction, depending on, on how the game turns out. I'd rather just let me do my own and thing. Whatever happens, it, happens. It's interesting seeing how different, like, pairs are dealing with this on this current season where some, some people are doing a great job. Like uh, I think Sam and Mark are actually doing a really good job so far, kind of keeping it separate. They don't like, they'll say hi to each other and, and stuff, but they, they're like, not like they, they know they're there to play their own games for a while and eventually they'll connect maybe. So. Yep. Um, so this season had some, a few returning players. Um, so Andy from season three, I believe, and then, you, like you just mentioned, Mark and Sam from season two came back. And we'll get to the, the big name returner in a second here. But mm-hmm. just bringing back three players. I mean, Mark and Sam make a lot of sense. You know, it's a blood versus water. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a couple who met on Survivor. Right. You know, they're the, the marquee Australian blood, tr- blood pair. Um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts, though, on, on those three coming back? 
Um, so, I mean, it's funny as I was texting you about this when I, when I started it and found out who they were. Um, I, I was excited about Andy, but I'm not surprised at the result of him getting voted out first. I remember in his first season that he played, like the very first episode, I saw the guy and I was like, oh boy, this guy is going <laughs> to be way too much. He's very decent chance he goes home right away. Um, and he didn't, he found some footing in the game and was actually like pretty savvy at the game, pretty good at the challenges, but, but, uh, yeah, not, not surprised to see him go. Um, would have liked to see him stay just cause he's, I think he's an entertaining guy and, and yep, he's, he's fun to watch, but, uh, but yeah, Mark and Sam, I mean, I already kind of gave some thoughts on them. You know, they're, they're doing a great job so far. They're playing the game. Well, I was, they weren't my favorite the first time that I saw them, which is why I was a little surprised to see them. But your point makes sense that they are a survivor couple and what better to bring on blood versus water than two people that got married and, and met on survivor. Um, so, and, and you know, they're, they're doing great so far. I think both of them have found really solid footing in their tribes and, and yeah, they're, they're playing good games. So yeah, Mark and Sam are, they're the type of players that I kind of like to see return who maybe went out a little early and, but showed some potential like, Hey, maybe these, these two could really do something if they just had, had a reset on the game. And, you know, cause like, if you think back to all the players that the U S brings back, Ozzy, if Ozzy comes back, you know what you're getting out of Ozzy. Yeah. E- even Boston Rob, Boston Rob's awesome, but you know what you're getting out of him if he's on a season, mm-hmm. whereas Mark and Sam didn't really get a chance to really show their game. So, so, and, and, and they both flashed a little bit. They, they're both really, really well liked. Mark obviously is a challenge beast. I mean, that man is enormous. Yeah. And, and I like seeing those kind of players get a, get a second chance, even, even if it is blood versus water, you know, just give them another shot to, to prove themselves. And I think they're, they're doing really well. Like you said, like Andy, I don't, at least from what he, how he played now, he was only there for three days or two days, whatever it was. It didn't look like he learned from his first time, Mark and Sam have learned. They've yeah, definitely really. changed their game and improved from their first time out. And, and that's, that's obviously very key. If you go into a game and you lose, what do you do the next time to change it? And they're really taking those lessons to heart. It, it's funny in that very first episode, when you got Andy's sister giving her confessional, like Andy just needs to stay calm and like, not be too much to handle and, and like relax a little bit and then maybe he'll do better this time and opposite thing happened so yeah well and we'll get into that and then the returning player not an australian returning player but the queen herself sandra is back playing with her daughter nina what, what were your thoughts on did and but you knew sandra was i knew playing before you started right yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I, that one was unavoidable I, I knew she was coming back um yeah you know she's I was, I was surprised that she wanted to do this. I mean, maybe it was because it was blood versus water and she could bring her daughter on. But I don't know. After, after Winners at War, she seen, I mean, she was the only one to raise the flag on the island. Seemed like she was kind of retired with Survivor at that point. But I'm, I'm excited to have her back. And she's, she's been great so far. She's, she has proven that she is the queen so far. And she's, she's pretty awesome. Um, big, big fan of Nina too. Nina's Nina clearly, awesome. clearly has learned a thing or two 
from her mom, but has her own style and her own game, which is much better at challenges. Yes. (laughs) No kidding. I I have a thought on that. So there, there've been a lot of challenges. And one thing I don't like about Australian is that at least the way it's presented on the, on the screen is that a tribe will say, okay, this person is playing. And then the other tribe decides who's going up. I wish they would just like set it. Yeah. But what it's allowed is that Nina will like volunteer and then Sandra will, will offer to play. And one big thing of Sandra's, which everybody knows she's bad at challenges always has been, she can do some of the puzzles, some of that kind of stuff, but overall not very good. Mm -hmm. And a really good point to her credit is she's not actively looking to sit out of challenges here. She knows challenges have a greater importance in the Australian game. Mm-hmm. So she's, even though she's not very good and she knows it, she's still going, putting herself out there. And I think that's helping a lot too, but I'm wondering if she's choosing to go up against her daughter for like layered reasons, one to volunteer for a challenge, at least have that, that good look for her tribe mm-hmm. Two, if her daughter wins, her daughter gets food or immunity and her daughter then looks good to her tribe. True. True. I, that's a good theory. Um, like, I don't think she's throwing the challenges for, right. for Nina. I, mean, I don't think she would do that. She hasn't but, beaten her once, though. No. And it almost hasn't really been close. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering if that's in the back of her mind. And, I mean, I have to think, if I'm thinking it, someone like Sandra is for sure thinking it and probably has five or six more layers that she's considering. Yeah, I, I believe it. I, I, I think it's not a horrible idea. Um. I mean, you have to think production loves it when when she. I, I'm sure it's encouraged as much as possible to go up against your loved one in the challenges as well. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fun to see. It's fun to see Nina beat her badly every time as well. Yeah. Um, one of the things like with Sandra, so they 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 bring her out on a helicopter, which. <laughs> Why not? Sure. But one mm-hmm. thing I was hoping for, if you think back to the um, season six, Brains versus Braun, there were some players in that season who, if Sandra had just walked to the beach, they would have had no idea who this random American person is. And that would have been incredible. <laughs> now, like that was maybe the, I'll say the worst example, but not in a bad way of just casting either recruits or people who didn't know the game very well, which brings its mm-hmm. own sense of, of fun to the game too oh, for sure um but in this season i think it seems like most players knew who she was yeah but still just bring it out on a freaking helicopter just like you cannot put a bigger target on her back to start than doing it that way and then nina gets the collateral damage there too but she's she's been fine but i i would have loved it if they just kind of slipped her in like any other contestant just to see what would happen yeah yeah that i i agree um yeah, because not not everyone knows, and, and like you said, it is really fun to see, have some people on your season who who don't know anything about Survivor. Something I think could have been fun is like all the all the couples are standing together on the beach. Throw Nina on the beach with everyone else, just by herself, and everyone's just yeah. kind of looking at her like, "Where's your partner?" And then maybe like maybe she, I mean, she kind of looks like her mom. Like like maybe some people are like who is she with? And she, maybe they even know that her mom is coming and then they gotta, they gotta figure it out. They learn she's American and, and then it comes. But could be. Yeah, that honestly would be classic Australian. Just add some drama and intrigue for no mm-hmm. reason other than to add drama and intrigue. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, getting a little bit into the into the season events here. So, blood versus water. The tribes are just called blood and water. Incredible. Um, yep. After after George named the merged tribe Fire Tribe. I'm not surprised <laughs> that they're so unoriginal here. But JLP doesn't even call them blood and water. He calls them red and blue. Yeah, that's interesting. Like the contestants will. Some of the contestants say red and blue, and some of the contestants say blood and water. I feel like I would say blood and water. I, I like, I like. As an Avatar La- Last Airbender fan, how upset would... are you that you're not hearing them say the Water Tribe yeah. multiple times every episode? Right. I mean, I w- when in the last season when George made the Fire Tribe, I like that was the first thing that came <laughs> into my mind. It's like, gosh, like if only it was the Water Tribe, but. Some people are saying it. I would very much like to be on the blue tribe if I were on this season or the water tribe. I'd, I'd be very proud. Of, of course. Um, are there any players? So these are the starting tribes. Um, and of course, we've lost five people because there's been a lot of limb. Blood is Amy, Ben, David, Jay, Jesse, Jordan, Kate, Croc, Michelle, Sam, Sandra, Sophie. Water is Andy, Alex, Brianna, Chrissy, Jordy, Josh, Khan, KJ, Mark, Mel, Nina, and Shay. Anybody six episodes in that you still don't know? Yeah, couple. Um, yeah, I, I have everyone written down. I was like, I was writing down my notes for just everybody. Um, let me let me find who it is. Josh. I can't picture Josh when I when I say that name. I I'm not sure. I know he's one of the young guys, one of the young J names. Um, and Melissa. Both of those two. So Melissa is Mel. She's one of the twins. Ah, Mel. Ah. Mel is the is the blue tribe twin. Got it. Got it. Um, the and yes, I could not. I don't think I could point out Josh. I think if you lined everyone up, I could by elimination. I think I could figure out because um, with everyone else who's gone now, I think I I could just get to him. But if you said show me Josh, like I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. Mel's the other twin. Um, I think M- Michelle, on the other hand, has been getting some airtime lately, and she's. She got, I, know I, I think it was her first confessional, though. Sure. Like actual sure. confessional, but she's work. She's working with Sandra, so she's going to be yeah. be on air and because of that. She she's doing well. I I I I think she's doing pretty well. Yep. Um. Okay. So we're gonna try to just. This first episode is going to be a bit of a haphazard affair just sure you're trying to figure out what what to talk about um so the big thing in the oh so episode one um the immunity idol at tribal so they they get they get a clue um the water tribe gets a clue um mm-hmm. shay finds it and she shares it with with brianna and it says there's going to be a clue or an idol at tribal council it also says this is not the only copy of this clue, which then leads them to correctly figure out that, that someone else potentially could find that clue on their tribe, which then Chrissy finds it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Chrissy? I love I love Chrissy right now. I love her. <laughs> she's she's, uh... she's quieted down a little bit from the from the beginning, but she's one of the people that has no idea what this game is whatsoever. And but she she's still just going for it she doesn't yeah. care she's going all she's, in she's hilarious i hope she sticks around for a long time uh, at first episode you see Chr- chrissy and chrissy has uh 
I would say George kind of had it too last season. She's got like the crazy eyes a little bit as, as me and Mary would, would talk about. And like, you, I, you just get this sense, like, this is like a first boot person, hundred percent. Um, but as the episode went on, you're like, man, I don't know. She's kind of like, she's doing pretty well. She actually seems to be figuring this out. The tribe seems to like her. She's really entertaining on camera. She's getting a lot of airtime right away. And I was like, man, I don't know that she could, she could be a major player. And I, I think she's going to be a really major player in this season. Yeah. And having someone who doesn't know the game, I love seeing like where their mind goes strategically because mm-hmm. they don't have what 50 seasons. If you count all versions to, to pull back from. Mm-hmm. and say oh well if i do this then this is gonna happen and that's not good for me she's like, i'm gonna do this because i think it sounds good let's just go for it mm-hmm. i love seeing where where new players go in the, in that sense because you never know what they're gonna come up with but what do you think one about um the the tribal idol and two the the double clues at this at one camp i i like the double clues um that's i think it's it makes a I always like when Survivor throws the, like it makes it kind of interesting, but like just makes it kind of stressful for the, for the people to try to get an idol. Um, and it was a really fun moment that, that they were all trying to scramble and get it at the same time. Can't believe they didn't figure out like exactly where it was when they were sitting there for so long. Um, yeah. The, they, the only- they waited a long time to start looking. I was like, what are you doing? Also, because, they didn't say this in the episode, which I cannot figure out why that idol was only good for the first tribal council. Oh, wow. They, they I, post, they posted um, huh. to the, to their official Instagram page that night of the next day of the, of the full note. And then okay. the note says only good at the first tribal council, but those, that point never made it to air. So it made some decisions like you didn't have the full context of their decisions because of course, whoever finds it is just going to use it. There's no reason not to. And I, so I, I can't figure out why they would want to keep that from the audience. I don't know either that that makes sense that it was, that it would just be a first tribal idol because the one thing I was going to say is that the only negative thing is that everyone's going to know what you just did. So I like that. It's kind of like just the first thing. And it, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Like it's a good thing for someone to fight over. You can be safe automatically, maybe pull a big move if you know someone's going home and you don't want them to go home. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, yeah, I just wish they would have told us. But I, I do like the, the double clues because it gives a little – because if you find a clue, typically you're thinking, oh, this is the idle clue. And you can kind of take your time a little bit, be a little more strategic. But if you know someone else is out there, you can get sloppy, you can get lazy – or not, not lazy, you get sloppy or careless in how you go about – handling it and so it adds a little extra wrinkle this is the kind of twist that i like and what they've done really well so far which they i'm hoping it's because they learned from season six mm-hmm. we don't need the dumb twists at least yeah. not every single episode or every single week we don't need something and this through through two weeks i think this is the only twist not counting the non-elimination because that's not even mm-hmm. a twist anymore it's just part of the australian yeah game. We'll, we'll get into that when we get to it um but this i think Unless, unless I'm blanking on it and we'll get to it. I think that's the only actual twist they've done so far, which yep. is which is great. Let the players drive the game, throw in one or two down the road. Who cares? But just don't don't oversaturate it. I agree. Um, so at the first immunity challenge, um, 
blood winds sending um in a kind of a route sending water to tribal and this is kind of where andy gets into trouble he wants to target alex which makes sense he's hurt and if someone is hurt and can't compete that's a detriment to the tribe but mm-hmm. what alex or what andy doesn't realize is how likable alex is alex is he can barely walk and people are still hesitant to get him out actively funny for him to stay andy's got to pick up on that and be like mm-hmm. okay let me find somebody else if everyone loves this kid so much i can't push it yeah you know the the other thing too that like sandra does a really good job of that like andy could learn a thing or two from her is like andy you don't need to immediately get back from camp and just be like all right let's get alex out hey you let's get alex 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 just tells like everyone this like Andy, you don't need to even be the one dictating the vote whatsoever. Just, just like sit back. You can avoid it. Right. You, you don't want to be for sure. Just like sit back, just like let some conversations naturally happen and kind of you'll, you'll be able to gauge people's thoughts. Alex is going to come up. Don't just go firing at him right off the bat. Just what a way to make yourself stand out. It's just, I don't know. Seems, seems like survivor one Oh one and Andy as a returning player, just, doesn't get it which which makes in contrast what nina does for the vote just all the more impressive yes she's sandra's daughter but she's never played survivor before this is her first tribal council and she doesn't trust andy from the jump which yeah isn't a huge leap for anybody who's paying attention but still for her to recognize that is a good good excuse me is a good sign yeah but then when she goes to mark an actual returning player and she gets mark to suggest andy without her putting the name out there I mean, from right there, it's like, oh, she's she's Sandra's daughter. She knows exactly what she's doing. And yep. I was like, yep. yep, Nina, let the dynasty just spread over the world, the survivor world. This is incredible. I, I think Nina is awesome. I, I hope Nina wins. Truly, that's that's the person I want to win right now. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But there's right now, there's only one person who I think I would actively root against. I'm assuming it's the same person that you would say if we had if we had to pick one. Um but we'll get into that. I haven't thought about it. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think, I think so. it's the same person. Um, and there's there's more there's more with that, which I don't have all the details, but there's it's interesting. Um, so we get the tribal council. Um, they get so they 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 fight for the idol or Shay and and Chrissy do after a little bit of a delay, like we said, which was just so weird. A fire, a blood and a blood and water symbol. That's the idol. I mean, that thing stuck out like a sore thumb. Right, right. Super and, easy. And, to see. and did it say it was going to be on the podium? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it told him exactly where it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it had a picture that said here it is, but it says on the podium, water symbol. I mean, especially when they know it's only good for one tribal, go for it and just play it. Yeah. So, and so then Chrissy does get it. Usually it's mostly the, the, the normal tribal council stuff. People are a little guarded, first one out. Mm-hmm. But then, Brianna makes, and people have done this before on Australian Survivor, they attack someone that you know has an idol. And in this case, it's even worse because she knew it was only good at this one tribal council. <laughs> if there was any chance that Chrissy was going to play it for somebody else, you, you blew that up. That, I just, I, I don't understand the thinking behind that. You know, 
there's a lot. One, one thing I'll say about the cast in general is I think the cast is very strong this season. Yep. I think, I think a lot of people really know what they're doing and are smart people. Brianna and her dad are not those people. Um, I think Brianna pretty, pretty bad player. One of the worst of the season, just no idea what she was doing there. Had a rough next few days as well. And we'll, we'll talk more about her later, but, but yeah, just, I, just, I just actually disagree to a point now, juicy Dave, which is his own self-proclaimed nickname. He he's gone on and he said he only went to go for Brianna. So sure. it makes sense that he doesn't know what he's doing. Brianna, she, she is a big fan. I think she knows what she's doing, but I think she jumped ahead like 10 sure. or 12 days in the game sure. and then just, and then just was out of control. Couldn't reel it back in that, that that's the impression I got. And mm-hmm. that it, it looks worse because it was so early in the game, but let me, I, let I, me do, I do think she, she wasn't bad. I think she just got ahead of herself by a sure. big, big amount. And then, I'll, then it was just I'll out of control. This. I think, I think she, she knows the game. She's not like a dumb player. I think her, like her general personality and, and like who she is, is, is not suited for the game. I think she's the exact kind of person that's kind of, kind of like Andy going to come on way too strong. If she could find a way to just reel it in for a while. And in the episode she got voted out, she even talked about this. Like, I just need to chill. I know I can be, I can try to take charge too much. If I, if I can chill, maybe I can get my foot into the game, but she, she, uh, she did not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes all it takes is just for whatever reason, being on the wrong side of the numbers and then you can't really, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always something you can do, but only, only to an extent. Um, but then, so Andy goes home first, pretty unfortunate, you know, like you said, would like to see him st- stick around. And then episode two, Brianna just, unforced error after unforced error i mean if if she wanted to stick around as they she had to find another idol or which she made no bones about hiding i mean i mean yes she has to look for the clue but it was like a group of 10 people and she's just digging the tackle box right in front of them after the reward challenge and i think she just got her head too much and just realized my only or thought at least my only safety in that is an idol and said, so I don't really care if people know, because if I don't find them going home anyway, but still, I think you've got to try to work the social angle because there's all, I mean, it's day, what, three. It's always a place you can maneuver. I, I think one of the best skills you can have in survivor is how you recover after messing up the night before in tribal council, or like you were not on the right side of the vote. How do you respond to this? Do you like, double down, get really upset about it and like blow up even more? Or do you kind of take a breath, talk to some people, lay low and just try to like make people like you. Some people are really good at this. And I think this is, this is probably a really hard thing to do as someone playing for the first time. Yep. But yeah, she, she just did not have that. Um, not the only person this season so far to not be good at this, but, but it's a, it's a really important skill, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, they, they get to the reward challenge. And this is one of the, the things I like about the blood versus water. Because after Water Tribe wins the reward, um, JLP gives them a choice. Um, they have they were playing for fishing gear and comfort items. And 
they could either keep both or they could keep one and give the other tribe the other item, which yep. in a non-blood versus water, they wouldn't ever consider it because there's no reason to give them things. Mm-hmm. But in, in this case, it just adds a little extra extra twist to it. And I, I kind of like that they that they gave them the comfort <laughs> items because if you hear people talk after the game, they're saying that's like the least valuable thing you can have out there because mm-hmm. it's going to get wet. You're going to get rained on. You're going to sleep on bamboo most nights anyway. That mm-hmm. a pillow is nice to have, but you take food or a tarp or gear any day over, over that. So it's kind of like an empty gesture, but still a gesture. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I agree with you. I, I love any and all crossover between the tribes. Like in the Australian survivors done this a bit in the past, but it has, it's like way more meaningful now when, when you're able to do things like this. And, and as we, later on, pe- people actually going over to other tribes is, is interesting too. Yep. Um, and then over on the blood tribe, um, Kate's a little worried that Andy's elimination leaves her on the outs just because if her loved one's gone, she's an easy vote. What do you think just in, in, in you know, broad themes, not this specific situation necessarily, if someone's loved one goes out, do you think that makes them an easy target or an easy number to pull in? I think early in the game, you could be an easy target. But like generally, I think it would be a good thing for you if your loved one went out. I think if you play it well, like if Kate went up to people like, hey, like, like Andy's gone, I get it. Like I can, you can use me as a number. You have nothing to worry about me. I'm loyal to my tribe. When we get to merge, I'm with you guys. There's no reason whatsoever. I would, I would possibly go to the other side. I think it's a really good thing. And I think, I think Kate maybe was also just there for Andy. Not, not the most savviest player it seemed, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's got to be on the player, on like the Kate player to, to make it work for you because yeah. there's obvious advantage, obvious advantages to being alone. Mm-hmm. Um you just need to work in like, I have no, yeah, like you said, I have no allegiance over there. I'm with you guys. Now there's no reason for me to switch when we, when we swap or merge or anything like that. Um, blood wins immunity again. Um, and Brianna knows she's on the outs and there's not much to say. It was a, a swift nine two vote. She go, she goes home. Um, I don't know. There's, much to say there except except um shay finds an idol yeah and i i love what shay did because yes she could have played her idol for brianna saved Mm -hmm. her and then you're only down eight two but now you save an idol for yourself you get your foot in the door with the other tribe and now shay is doing really well yeah great play If if she had played the idol for brianna she likely would have been the next target at the tribal council, but now she, she cut her losses. It's early in the game. Save yourself in that situation. I was, I was really impressed that she was able to come to the right conclusion. So easily. She, she was on a sinking ship with Brianna and she, she realized it and she severed her ties with her and held on to an idol. Yeah, that was, it was a great play. She's now just solidly a part of her tribe and, and she's a major play. She's a good player in the game. No, no issues there. Um, but I, I am surprised they didn't even discuss a vote split. Yeah. Cause they yeah. could have done five and four Brianna Shea just as a safety net. 
and, and then they only have two votes. Maybe, maybe we didn't see some conversations with Shay and like Khan and some of the other people, like where it was very, very obvious that Shay's like, I'm out for Brianna. And, yeah. and it was just super. Obvious. And One- if we learned anything from brand versus Braun, <laughs> vote splits are no sure thing. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that. Um, if, if Kara ever comes back on Australian Survivor, I'm, I'm out. I'm not watching the season. Um, no, I'll, I'll watch it. But, but what, one thing I want to note real quick. Um, I, I actually love the, the idol in the tree with the pole. Big, big fan of, of that as a way to get the hidden immunity idol. I think it makes it like if you're really solid and sneaky, you could maybe get it without anyone noticing. But it's kind of like a makes it difficult where like yep. someone's gonna be like hey that person has a 25 foot pole what are they doing over there um and it was it was kind of a cool cool just thing with with shay getting it con being like brianna cannot have her hands on the idol, and it was it was well done yep yeah i loved him just getting it but then giving it to shay mm-hmm. keeping that goodwill with her and just sacrificing yeah. the idol um yeah. so, which some people maybe wouldn't have done Mm-hmm, right. Like you could, I mean, technically, that is Khan's idol. Yeah, he could have kept it, and they could have been pissed, but nothing if, they could do about it. If I were Brianna, right there, oh, I would have been scrambling to get my hands on. Be like, sorry, Shay, I'm hanging on to this. Yep. Yep. All right. Episode three. Kind of, kind of keep it moving here. Um, mm-hmm. Sandra has officially become the longest-lasting American Survivor player on Australian Survivor. One of two. Russell only lasted to the second tribal, but. Not a great achievement there. Not a great achievement, but since 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 she's gone well past that, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, she should have gone home like first shot, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, the yeah. big thing for episode three here is the reward to go to the survivor store, and Dave, Brianna's mom, Brianna's dad, um, he gets to they get to he's going for for the blood tribe. He gets to cho- they get to choose one person to accompany them from the other tribe. They choose Khan, or he picks Khan. And they get to the store, and when it's just two people, you know there's going to be some sort of twist. There's going to be an advantage or an idol or a clue or something. It's just part of the game. Um, so Dave gets to choose any three items for his tribe or two for his tribe, allowing Khan to take one for his. Um, and it even says any advantages found won't count towards an item. Mm-hmm. They should have made them look for it because it's not any yeah. advantages found. There's a, the idol is just like hanging on a wall. <laughs> Right it in could front have just of you. said this idol that you're about to receive is not does idol. not count. Yes, because if if you make them dig through it, then Khan can like look through stuff. Nothing, nothing. To say he couldn't like touch the items. He could have found it, right. but um, I digress because that's not what happened. Um, so they get the idol, and it's my least favorite kind of idol, but done in Me a too. not terrible way as far as it goes. It, yeah. So the, yeah. it's two halves. Each one on their own is an idol. If they come together, they form a super idol, which can be used after the votes are read. The worst idol in the game should never, ever, ever exist. Because all you need to do is tell people, hey, I've got a super idol. And then they will they will never vote for you. Look at Yule in Cook Islands. I love Yule. He played a great yep. game, even without it. But once people knew he had the super idol, to vote him, to get rid of it, you need to be willing to sacrifice someone else at that expense and no one's going to do that yeah it's a it's terrible hate hate the super idol it's it's a it's just a bad idea it it turned out fine in this instance but 
but uh, this, yeah. this is this is the way to do it if they insist on doing it because mm-hmm. there's no guarantee it gets played. If you and I have Make both it. halves, if yeah. you get the votes, I still might. I mean, this this happened in uh, Korong with mm-hmm. with Ty and and Scott. They had they had the two halves. Scott got the votes. Ty didn't give him the idol to play, so it can work out. But it's it's just way too powerful. Um, and then Dave decides to not give Khan an item. What do you think about that? Was that pretty much expected or do you think he would have done it to so a little goodwill? You know, I, I think it was a dumb choice by Dave. Um, I don't think Dave's the sharpest player. Now, Brianna's gone. So I understand that he has no incentive like to give the other tribes stuff, but you would think he would want to have some goodwill between him and Khan who are now are the people in possession of the super idol that if they both made it to merge, they could be a very powerful duo that could make it very far together. So I don't know. And, and you know, honestly, the items they were getting, they weren't great. Wasn't the best. They had some small jars and nuts and some other stuff, but like and a very, fishing net, like very minor items. Like, come on, give them a fishing net or whatever. Like that was not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have thought, I mean, it seemed like he had he had some anger still, which, again, it's the emotion part. Maybe you couldn't yep. set aside, but I I think in that sense, especially when you have the full loved ones, your tribe mates, other loved ones are with with Khan. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna be anything that makes or breaks the game by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but Khan, so back at camp, Khan tells them he ha- he has an idol. Didn't tell him the full story. That's a tricky spot for someone to be in because you want to keep your idol secret. Mm-hmm. But if you go, like we said, if you go to a spot like this and come back empty handed, nobody's going to believe you. Anyone who knows the game, even a little bit, is going to assume that you have something. If you don't show it, they think you're hiding it, makes you a target. I would never put my hand up to go on that. On that well, they, they chose Khan. Yeah, that's true. That's so that, true. That, that, that's tough. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, I agree, though. If I can help it, like in Dave's spot, they could choose Dave to go. I'm, I'm sitting back. I don't, I don't, I know an idol's in play there, but everyone's going to assume I have one, whether I get one or not. I don't want that kind of heat. I, if I were in con spot, like I, I think what I would actually do is kind of what he did. I would come back. I would just, I think I would just tell the absolute truth. He didn't, he held back the super idol. I think I would just tell the truth. And then I would also be like, you know, I'm just going to play this idol the first chance I get because I'm, I want to be trusted. I don't want to be looked at as shady. I told the truth. I'm with you guys. Like, I know you want to flush my idol because you have an idol. And then we got kind of into that with, with some of the recent episodes here. And then Khan's just in a good spot in his tribe. I think it's a, it's a tough spot to be in when you're trying to hang on to that idol and everyone knows you have it. I, I think he probably felt pretty confident in his spot or that he could, he knew kind of what he could tell them and still maintain that positioning. Sure. But if he was a little lower, he might've just, he might've just tried to lie or, but I, I think he felt pretty good that he could say most of the truth and then still not have a blowback on him. It's not right away. Sure. Um, That's fair. Back to the immunity challenge. Um, water wins this one. Um, sending blood to their first tribal. This is when you first get worried for Sandra because surviving two tribals when you're not there is pretty, easy. pretty easy. Right. Um, so this was the first test. Um, 
And her threat, her threat level is obvious. I mean, you don't need to convince someone why Sandra should be voted out of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's bad at challenges. That's like number a thousand on the list of why you should vote her out. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's a two-time winner for a reason. She's just been biding her time, sitting back, bonding, let other cracks form, let other players make mistakes, jump in wherever there, there's room to work. And then Dave, yeah. I mean, part she did benefit a little bit from Dave having an all-time blow up at, yeah. at I love when they phrase it the next episode is he blindsided himself and then saved himself with his own idol. <laughs> like that's a hilarious way to put it. Oh, so Dave. Dave wants to get out Sandra. And they actually do plan to split with Kate as the backup. Um, but Sandra, obviously being Sandra, she knows that she's going to be at least in discussion, if not the, the main target. Um, and then Ben, for some reason, decides he wants to work with Sandra. And this is the part I don't get. People acknowledge how much of a threat Sandra is, and they are still actively working with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably it shows all the credit to Sandra that she's able to have that effect on people, which Mm -hmm. is just mind blowing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I I like, I was thinking about what I would do in, in all their positions and you know, she's, there's a ton of reasons to get rid of her right off the bat. Like you said, horrible at challenges. And she's just, she's the queen. She's the queen for a reason. You let her stick around too long. She's, she's going to make her way to the end, but I think there is there's an argument for if you're someone who wants to play the game decently hard and you're gonna and you're planning on being a big player and not sitting back too much, like you might want her there. You might want to align with her because she she's all about loyalty. She's not gonna chop your head off right away if you're if you come to her and save her and you're all you're all in on her side, she's got your back. She's got your back for a while you can play a big game and eventually you can vote her out later. You can try to vote her out later and that's the gamble you're taking. But I don't know. I, I think there's an argument to, to keep her in depending on kind of who, who you are. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it might be, you kind of let the chips naturally fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Like if you just happen to be talking to her or you're both gathering fire, whatever, and you form that bond. Yeah. Then, 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 yeah, you work with her, but I don't know that I would go out of my way to work with her or to target her. If someone says, Hey, let's get Sandra. I'm like, yeah, let's make this happen, but we've got to nail it down. It's, yeah. it's tricky. And that, yeah. that's one thing that I don't love about returning players, especially when they're this level and play this many times, they have such an advantage, not just mm-hmm. in their skill level, but in the mental part of it. Yeah. Cause people are overthinking. She's the only player that we could have this discussion about Mm -hmm. and that it just gets people twisted up in their own heads. It was really cool seeing how she navigated being on the chopping block and very smoothly getting out of it. Like that's just skill and experience right there. How she kind of let some people come to her. She didn't freak out, do anything crazy. She just stayed calm, let Dave kind of get a little paranoid and let people come to her with a alternative plan. Worked out really nice. Very, very well executed. Yep. And so then at Tribal Council, could not have gone better for Sandra. Yeah. she. I think she was legitimately on the block. And then Dave, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, just accuses Sam, probably his closest ally, 
of talking to too many people, having too many plans going mm-hmm. going on without him. And Sam like looks legitimately hurt and yeah. just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? We had this. What are you, what is your problem? Yeah. Um, turns the entire <clears throat> tribe against him and his idol, his idol saved him. He, cause they, no, no one knew he had it or no one knew for sure that he had it. Um, right. eight votes for him. Um, and then they, they still split against Kate with, with Sam throwing one vote at Sandra as a potential safety for, for Kate having an idol potentially, mm-hmm. which, which I like. that's a, that's a, that's a heads up play. That, that was a really nice play. Like for a second there, I was wondering if Sandra was going to go home. Cause we didn't see like a discussion on splitting, splitting between Dave and Kate. Um, yeah, that was smart. And, and never got, no one suspected her of that at all. You can do that and just totally deny it. No one's going to have any idea you did that. And we, and we saw it and not until episode six, but she threw it on Dave or she, yeah. le- she let Sandra throw it on Dave and obviously didn't correct her because that's yep. what Sandra's going to assume. And, and Sam had two targets. She could have put it on Dave or Kate. It's like, Oh, Kate, you know, Kate must put it on you. And then there's nothing you can do to, to try that's, to refute that. That's one thing I wish people would do more in general is say, you're going to do one thing, totally do something else and completely lie about it. Like, like in some close votes, like maybe you're, maybe it's like a six, five vote and you are part of the six and you're like, yeah, you know, I actually kind of want the other person to go home, throw it on the other person, lie about it. There's a lot of people, there's six people. No one's going to have any idea as you. Uh, I, I would love to see someone do that in like a big, big situation. All right. On to ep- or week two, um, three more episodes here. We'll just kind of fly through them if we. No, yeah, I do that. Yeah. Um, episode four here. Dave's clearly on the outs. Um, he's always got some work to do. And, you know, he, he's okay at kind of repairing those, those bonds. He's not getting defensive. He wasn't doing what Brianna, his daughter, did and just going crazy. Um, you know, he, he's a little more more calm, which which is good to see that that it happens in, in mm-hmm. that sense. Um Unfortunately for Khan, the idol got played. Um, so his super idol hopes are no more, but it's better for the game, like we discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um in the let's see, in the reward challenge, not much to say except that when Mark went against Croc, I thought that was gonna be like a battle. And then Mark just tossed him around like a ragdoll. <laughs> Croc's been pretty disappointing in some of these challenges. He's a huge guy. Man, he's big, but He's not very good at these things. I don't know. Mark Mark is much, much better. Mark, I mean, Mark was huge his first time out. I think he's only gotten bigger. I mean, that he's, dude is yeah. that dude is a beast. He's a wrecking ball. Um, so they're playing for a reward of a morning tea. Um, and Blood wins. They get to choose one person from water to join them. They choose Shay, Ben's Ben's girlfriend. Um, and this this goes back to when you talked about, you know, Mark and Sam. I Sam and, and Shay went about this with wildly different perspectives, but mm-hmm. I love what, what both of them did. So Sam's talking about how, like, yeah, I would have loved to see, see Mark or spend time with him, but this is Survivor. He's my husband. I've got forever with him. We'll be, whether we win or lose, merge or no merge, we'll be back together. I can make it a few more weeks if I need to. Mm-hmm. But Shay, 
she was obviously very happy to see Ben, but she didn't just focus on Ben. Yeah. That would have been the big mistake for both her and Ben. Mm-hmm. But she, she was laughing and joking, hanging out, with the, hanging out with the entire tribe, forming those or beginning to form those bonds with them. So I, I prefer Sam's perspective, but right. if you're Shay and you get chosen, I think she did probably as well as she, she could have. Yeah, that was, that was very well done. Uh, like I said, a lo- lot of savvy people out there in, in this season so far, not, not a ton of big mistakes. That was well done by her. Yep. So immunity, immunity challenge rolls up um, blood or water wins. And then JLP tells them that they will be attending tribal council to watch. When he announced that, did you start to think maybe non-elimination? You know, I should have immediately thought that as I've watched all the Australian survivor seasons, but no, I did not. And I was surprised by it and shouldn't have been though. You? Yep. Um, I, I felt pretty good that it was going to be a non, non-elimination just because it felt about right for there to be the first one. And, sure. and when, when tribal something different like that, it just mm-hmm. seemed to make sense. Um, and, yeah. but I, I do always try to listen for what JLP's words are when he says, you go to tribal council and someone will be the X person voted out. Yeah. I think he might, I think he might've changed it where he just says the same thing either way, but I think early on he would change the actual wording. Mm-hmm. So if you knew to listen for it, you caught it, it would key you in on it. But I think he just says the same thing each time. JLP's um, like an eye to die ambage. He, he does, he says the truth, but you got to read between the lines. <laughs> JLP is the time man. reference. I love, I love JLP. JLP's the absolute man. Um, if you don't follow me on Twitter, do, but make sure to mute the, this right hashtag. Don't get spoiled. Sure. Some of the, some of the stuff he tweets out like during challenges about people like mashing their logs and hammering away at their log, just like, just like they were at summer camp. Like, dude, those are straight up masturbation jokes. I love it. <laughs> it's he, he does it every episode. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so for pre-tribal Dave still kind of remains the easy choice. Um, but Sophie, we didn't really hear much from since the first episode. She's kind of feeling herself. She's seen herself as the leader Classic. of the tribe, getting incredibly mm-hmm. cocky. I mean, uh, she must have she must have said ten times how how important she is, or how much control she has, or what a important <laughs> position she's in. Um, and of course, if you're if you're that lackadaisical about it, someone like Sam is going to pick up on that and be like, "Nope, you you've got to get gone." Um. And then in the water, it's kind of that point is, is furthered when Sophie, Ben, Jordan, and Croc just dictate to Sandra to write down Dave's name. And yep. that's tough to do to anybody to dictate what you want them to do, but especially when it's someone like Sandra. Um, so Sandra, that if, if, she, if she had second thoughts before, they're, they're gone. She knows she needs to make a move. Um, so she talks to Michelle and Amy. And then classic, fantastic Sandra move. She brings in Michelle and Amy. And then has Amy get the remaining votes. Sandra then just sits back. If there's any any backlash, it's going to go to Amy. And yeah, she's willing to, to give Amy the credit for the move mm-hmm. that keeps her safe and keeps her 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 name out of people's mouths. Yeah, it was. Yep, another just very experienced play for, by Sandra. Very in, inexperienced plays by um, by Sophie uh, and and that foursome there just. Yeah, just getting a little too high on power, thinking you're running the show. Like, as Sandra said a few times, 
you want to be in the majority. Four is not a majority. Like you can have a four, but you can't make it obvious that you are a four and you have other people with you. It's just, just another rookie mistake. It was, it was like um, millennial versus Gen X with um, Jay Taylor, Michelle and Figgy super tight four, but the numbers wise, like you're not controlling anything. Right. Right. and I, I feel like you you see that more than you would think in mm-hmm. Survivor. It's like a, so. a tight four is still only a tight four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they get to tribal council. The plan works to perfection, except that it's a non-elimination episode. Yeah. Sophie is voted out of blood and joins water right away at tribal council. Um, what are your thoughts on the non-eliminations? Just as, as a as a game con- conceit, not necessarily this specific one for getting to, but just as a whole. I'm glad you asked. Uh, many thoughts. Um, generally speaking, I do not like them. I don't like that someone can be voted out of the game where you believe they're being voted out of the game. And then it's like, oh, surprise, they're actually not out of the game. Like, because you do things and you, like, like Sam's the perfect example. Sam had a good relationship with Sophie, made her believe they had a good relationship. And when you vote Sophie out of the game, you want her to be out of the game. You count on her being out of the game and, and that should be that, but Oh, she's back all of a sudden. And that sucks. Now where I'm starting to forgive it more is this is Australian survivor. And this is, this is a feature of Australian survivor. This is something you can count on. And something you can almost predict, like you were saying, with, with the strange tribal council where everyone's going to be there, this is a classic warning sign that it might be coming and you got to kind of make that into your plans. Um, this Now, I still wish at some point before the vote, Jonathan maybe would have told them, could have been a fun thing to even throw at them during tribal. It's like, oh, wow, like, does it change anything or not? But I, I do, this is where I actually do love the blood versus water aspect. It's a super fun thing that Sophie now has to go to the other tribe and is now reunited with KJ, creating all sorts of dynamics that we can get into as we talk about the next episode. Um, but, but yeah, so, so as a whole, I actually like it this time, though I will generally say I don't agree with it. I'm basically a hundred percent in agreement there. I don't like it, um, but I can't think of every single non-elim they've done, but this might be the best way they've done it because mm-hmm. it was as far as I can remember as transparent as they, as they've been with it. And some people who went back and looked at some of the pre-travel conversations, the general thought is that at least Sam did take this into consideration as a possibility and sure. still went through with, the soapy nice. vote nice. um and like you said the, the people know the game this is australian survivor it's part of the game i don't like it but it's not a game breaking thing like edge of extinction would be for there yeah. every time yeah. um so because it's you know we're seven seasons in it's part of the show whatever i don't i don't like it but i'm i've accepted it and mm-hmm. if they keep finding ways to tweak it like this it'll be it'll just it'll just get better i think um I agree. but what it what it does is and I'm actually I'm glad it was her because I would have had no idea there was someone on the season named KJ. 
until this happened. Um, not any, not any fault of hers. Just yeah, yeah, didn't show her. Um, but what it does is, we talked about the emotion part of being there with your loved one, Mm -hmm. but there's also the raw emotion of being voted out and then being saved. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you navigate that? Not like Sophie does. I know that is the answer, (laughs) but, but just that it's an extra little twist. It's like, Oh, it's, it's kind of fun to see how people deal with them different ways. Cause it will like last season when they went to um, redemption rock, like you're on your own, you can decompress. You don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about hashing out or yelling at people or whatever it might be. You're just there. You have nothing to do, but think and just deal with it yourself. But here, Sophie goes immediately to the water tribe and she is all about revenge. And she, everything she did was wrong. Every single thing she did <laughs> was wrong. And horrible. I couldn't stand it because it was just frustrating to watch. Um, she's all about revenge. She, she's talking still about how she has so much control over the next vote. It's like, no, you don't. I mean, you might, but not just by being there. You're still only one person. If you count KJ, you're still only two people. Just, uh... she, didn't, she didn't fully... She, I think she just got like that, that rage in her eyes and just yeah. couldn't look past it. But yeah. everything she, she said was wrong. Every action she took was wrong. She could not have handled it worse. Yeah. She, she saw red and she just has this attitude. Oh, I'm with your loved ones. You should be scared. I'm going to vote out your, like all your loved ones who were like the people who screwed me. But, but the other loved ones on the tribe are not going to want that. And then the very next episode, when, in the challenges, people are telling their loved ones discreetly, like, yo, this girl is is when wild. when Sandra does the throat slit to Nina. <laughs> that's awesome. Just I died. It was Nina's it was amazing. Like, it was yeah, amazing. And I, right. And I love uh whoever was on the ground, like being pinned a mark or whoever. Oh, I'm I I mentioned I have that in the reward challenge. Um Mark and Jesse. Yeah, like like that was awesome. Like very quickly people are going to realize like, Oh, like when, when so, Sophie just will have no ground to stand on. Like, Hey, these guys screwed me. Let's get them out. And be like, eh, no, I was told you're kind of psycho. You, you got to go. Yep. I, I really love what Mark did there because it's little things like that. You're away from the tribe. Take yeah. two seconds to get a small bit of important cool. information. Like those are the moments that can win you a game is those split yep. second, decisions or actions that you don't have otherwise to gain some information. So I really love that Mark did that. Um, and at the reward, uh, the water tribe wins because Nina beats Sandra in the mm-hmm. classic push someone off a water like platform in the water. That'd be a lot of fun to compete in. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of fun, the episode six, we'll get into that one. That one looks dope as hell. The immunity. Um, but the reward, another twist which makes sense given what just happened at tribal is that the water tribe will just be visiting or will be visiting the blood camp to enjoy their reward. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophie in another error confronts Jordan pissed at him um, for some reason he had to save his own neck and right. he realized right away. I cannot be seen with Sophie right now. Yeah. And just good for him. Go- yeah. Good on him. But once again, everything she does is, is bad. And then she, then she pulls Sam away for a chat and says a good blind side. I don't care about that, but that one hurt every action you're taking makes it seem like you care about it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. 
Sam handled it well. Jordan handled it well. It's funny in Sam's uh, in, in Sam's interview, she's like, you know, part of me just wanted to walk away if he ignore her. Like, wouldn't have been the worst idea. Um, and then, and everything Sophie's doing is just giving people more reason to want her out of the game. Right. It, it like Sophie, like you're in a tough spot. You should have been out of the game. Like, again, take a couple deep breaths. Lay low, let your sister help you in her tribe that she's acclimated in. And there's no reason you can't find footing in this game again. It might be tough, but how you're going about it is just all the wrong ways. Yes. Yep. hundred percent. Um, and apparently Sophie sucks in real life too. That's the, the word on the street is that I don't have all the details. Um, but what I piece together is that I guess she's like, pretty big social media influencer in Australia mm. and a lot of her followers were like harassing Sam and she just ignored it all and that people were asking her to tell them to like hey don't do that and she just didn't do anything she accused yeah. production of like manipulating the game I think um so just not a great look for her I'm guessing yeah. all of this goes to show she's not winning the game which I don't think she could anyway but I just I I like everyone else I hope she's gone before too long i don't think she's got she's she's been very lucky to stay in the game as far as she has and not if you ask her her, <laughs> her reaction in episode six which we'll get to that is, is like i'm jumping ahead here um episode Gosh, five immunity does this go down as top five most epic immunity challenges the the log one? Oh, oh, when they had to hold the logs up. yeah yeah that was that was incredible. What a cool moment for Ben. Yeah. So, um, so they're all holding a log. They're all like tied together, like to your neighbors. And yeah. so if you drop out, it just adds weight to everyone else's that they're holding onto. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, you kind of make sense when one person goes, it's probably going to knock out one or two more just because yeah. of the, the momentum. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, you can hold two hands, you can switch hands. Eventually it goes to, they have to hold one hand, pick a hand and go with it. Um, and the blood tribe immediately just starts dropping like flies. It comes down to Ben on blood versus eight on water. And, and Ben just grinds it out, outlasts all other eight players on, on the water tribe. What would have been just like a pretty boring challenge to watch. Yeah. Nothing's happening. This yeah. was riveting. Who, whoever thought of this twist on one of these types of challenge, like you're a genius. Like, like we've had plenty of the hold weight. You can pass the weight, but it was the, the idea of when someone drops, the momentum can cause like a chain reaction is such a cool element to this that like has not been done yet and, and created for some, for that to happen. That was like Ben, Ben was successfully able to do that. And and I mean, but it was not an easy task. You look at Ben throughout that challenge and he, he had to give it everything he had to, to pull that off. Oh, yeah. so cool. He was as pro would love to say, he was digging so deep in that. And I was thinking about like, I guess the physics behind it. So he was on the very end, probably where you want to be. I was going to ask if the end or the middle is better or something like that. I would say the end, like the middle, I feel like. I don't know. You have like different weight things going on at both ends. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'd be awkward to hold it in the middle, especially if like if it's if it's evenly balanced. Then 
maybe that's easier. But if it's like a bit lopsided, that might be harder than you think because you almost have to like give more on one side than the other where the yeah. end is just like simple. You're just, you're holding it up and, and it's just kind of like all the weights over there. I, I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah. Whatever happened, that was one of the coolest things challenge wise. I've yeah. seen a long time. It was, it was, it was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so, we, so we get to pre-tribal then and everyone knows Sophie is, is the choice. Sophie knows it. KJ knows it. Um, KJ tries to swing things. Um, She's in a tough spot, and she I thought did, she I she thought she navigated it pretty job. pretty well. Um, yeah. I mean, I think she started off not doing it the greatest, but then once I kind of figured out what she was where she was going, because um, yeah, you want to push to save your sister, but you don't want to push too hard, where then you become collateral damage. Yeah, um, she she had a good balance of that, I think. Where I think she made it known to her tribe mates that like I'm with you guys, like I. Uh, well, I would love for my sister to say, here's why I think she should stay. Like, I am not going to die on this hill. Like she can, she can go and I will, I would be totally understanding and I'm wouldn't hold against anyone. And, and she did a good job. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Sophie, for someone who has so much influence on her tribe, didn't really <laughs> do anything at all, except like meekly say, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I can, I can be a, be a number down the road, you know, kind of an idol. It's like, if, if you're such this important person, you should be able to, to whip some votes together in your favor. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and the con, yeah. the con choice is interesting because yeah, he does have an idol. He's super likable and charismatic. Mm-hmm. There are reasons to get rid of him, but they didn't really push hard enough. Um, although maybe they did, but the thing was they were going to try to convince Khan to not play his idol, but he wasn't going to play his idol until they decide to make him a target mm-hmm. he's got to talk to the person let make him feel safe don't do anything out of the ordinary and then all they did was exclude him from conversations make him feel paranoid increase yeah. the chance that he plays his idol you know i don't i don't mind it like and again this is going back to when Khan revealed he had an idol it, if i were him i would borderline immediately in this tribal the first time he's going to really be at risk like I'd be like, yo, I'm just going to play it. Let's send Sophie home. Like I'm with you guys. Like that's what I would do if I were him. And it's, it's not a bad idea. I think to like make him feel like that and make him play the idol. And then Sophie goes home. And if he doesn't play the idol, then he goes home with an idol. Cause, cause there were some people that did want him out. Like he's, he's Khan. I like Khan a lot. He's super charismatic. Yep. He's super fun to watch, but he's, He's kind of one of these guys that's like slowly gaining power and you're just kind of waiting for him to get a little too on top of the world and feel like, and, and feel like he has too much power and that he's going to be sent home. Um, and I feel like he needs to make sure he controls that. And I think getting rid of his idol is a good way to, to do that. So the, the one part of the plan that made no sense is how Shay and her idol got roped into things. Sure. So they were gonna they were gonna split the vote on Khan, Shay, and Sophie, so that Khan and Shay both played their idols. But Shay was in on the plan. Yeah, she was actively agreeing to waste her idol when they could have just split on Khan and Sophie. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Like, it's true. But I again, I don't mind it. Like, 
I don't know. I, I personally, if I were ever on the show and I had an idol and people knew I had an idol, I, I don't like that position. It's, it's asking to be blindsided. You want to trust your tribe mates, but, but they're going to always be thinking of you as, as a thing. And yeah, but and in, in she, this, in this case, like no one was discussing really Shay. It's like, Oh, and we can include Shay and she'll play her idol too. It's like, she yeah. was just an add on. Yeah, and I, it'd be, I get it to be hard from her position to like fight back. Right. But it just seems so unnecessary it, one for her to do it. And two for them to throw her in and create a possible riff there. Yeah. It, it, I, I couldn't really track the full logic behind it. Yeah. It was a, it was a weird scenario. I, I think Shay did well with it. And had we actually got to a vote in that episode, uh, she probably wouldn't have needed to use it because she would have been one of the, she, she was the lower amount of votes that would have been received, I think, and just could have held on to it. But I think she would have played it. I don't know what would have happened. It was, it was some interesting gameplay. I, I don't yep. mind it. I don't mind it. It was, it was fine. Well, and then you mentioned if we got to a vote, because we get to travel council and we get through the entire process, um, comes time to vote. And Alex, who had hurt his back, literally walking into the first either reward or immunity challenge in episode mm-hmm. one. He's he's talking about how he might need to leave, and he asks the tribe to vote him out, mm-hmm. which I don't like that. Either quit or stay in the game. Don't put yeah. on your tribe to do that. Right. And and Mark says, not going to do that. Nope, not going to happen. It would have um, been the same for me, too. I would, I'd yeah. be trying to get Sophie out there. Yeah, if, if they had gone to vote, I still would have voted for Sophie if I was in that position. Yeah. Um, and And so they refuse to vote him out. So then Alex does decide to quit, um, which which sucks. I, I like Alex. Yeah. I don't knock him for quitting. No, I mean, he he was in serious pain. And the challenge that they just did when they're holding on to the logs, if your back is already hurting and then you're holding a heavy log with your back bent, mm-hmm. like credit that's, to him, all be, the credit to him. For, he killed it. He was one for, of the last people for there. getting through really that. Good. Yeah. Um, so it, it stinks that he went out like that. You know, hate to see it, but yeah, if it's okay. really that bad, I, I've become a little softer on quits overall, depending on the reasoning. Yeah. Like this kind of quit. The reasoning. This kind of quit. I, sure. I, I'm I'm disappointed. I wish I wish he would have tried to stick it out. But if it's really that bad, who yeah. might have say that he had to stay in the game? You know, I wonder, you know what I would have done if I were him? Because Australian Survivor. Ask for the 24 hour immunity yeah. rule. Absolutely. Be like, yo, like I'm about to quit JLP. Like I'm, I'm in some serious problems here. Can I like take my 24 hour break and, and get some treatment and come back? Like, I mean, depending on how he asks it, like maybe he could subtly mention it to a production person, like on the, like before tribal, I bet they would have granted him that. I don't know. Like that he, that's yeah. So that's the, I mean, aside from that, just being a ridiculous nonsensical right rule that's the big issue they run into is maybe they do say medical has to make the call yeah but they run into people you know feigning symptoms potentially but um i thought i thought about that too i doubt i doubt we're the only two that that thought of that um would have been kind of funny to see if he had tried to approach it um so then he does quit and and so sophie is saved but she's reveling in surviving another travel council i'm the cockroach you can't get rid of nothing you did Resulted in, in your safety. Nothing she, you did resulted in your she's, safety. I can't wait to hear about this next episode that she's complaining about. She's gotten so lucky so far. How can she be upset with Australian Survivor 
they she was a part of a non-elimination episode and now she was literally about to go home and a player quit and saved her like so yeah i, like, I don't you, have the i was on the instagram story so i i don't have um what they said oh i'm looking at pull up instagram they just released the uh tribes for season 42 cool so that'd be fun to get into nice. um but yeah, it was on Instagram story. So I don't think I have, I, I'm sure someone said it, but I don't have it somewhere. I can't remember what specifically she was complaining about, but basically shitting on production, but whatever. Um, um, hey, what, one thing before we go further <laughs> on the 24 hour uh, medical timeout rule, would you consider on Australia, if you were on Australian Survivor specifically, maybe you're in an episode and you feel like, you are about to be voted out of the game. Like it is, it is like, it's pretty likely you, you think you're going home 99%. Would you consider faking some kind of illness to get medical medically checked out for 24 hours and then come back into the game the next day? I, I don't think I would. One, I don't think my mind would go there. I think I'd be so focused on the game. Yeah. And yeah. two, I think it'd be tough to pull off because they'd really have to have medical tough. come in and check you out. And three, if they found out you were lying, yeah, I don't know if that's grounds to just like kick you out of the game. Yeah, that that seems really sketchy. I mean, I I I I would do anything to win if I were on Survivor. Like, and I've told you before, one of my strategies would actually be to fake injury or illness just to my tribe mates to make it seem the like Tyson I've strategy challenges. What's that? The Tyson right. strategy. Yeah, I I think I think that's a un, I think that should be used more, especially once you get to merge. Um, but I I don't know if I would take it so far as trying to get thrown out of the game and then come back. That's that's probably breaking some rules, but, but I don't know. I'd have to read the Australian rules before, before going on. That's, that's the risk they run. That that's even a possibility to even consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophie to her credit, I suppose, at least realizes that she's still in the bottom, even though she's still in the game. So she approaches Khan about maybe working together and Khan says, Oh yeah, sure. Why not? And then just laughs in her face at a confessional. Um, Every, everyone still wants wants Sophie out. Minus KJ, who we discussed, isn't knows that Sophie sticking around could actually be bad for her game. So everyone wants Sophie gone. Um, mm-hmm. Next chance she gets, minus an idol. I have to imagine she goes, but it's Survivor. We'll see. Yeah. Um, over, over at at the Blood Tribe, Sandra is busy just plotting away, doing doing her Sandra thing. Um, but but Amy. Amy, who had been working with Sandra a little bit, doesn't want Dave to go. She's, as she says, shit scared to go against Sandra. <laughs> and I think she says like four times how scary it is to go up against Sandra, which, sure. which to me made it, made it very obvious that Sandra was safe, mm-hmm. that it was just like foreshadowing that, yeah, it's scary. And when you go up against the queen, this is what happens. Um, Sandra knows what's going down. She doesn't miss anything. She sees Amy and Dave and Jay forming that tight threesome. Uh, the thruple, as she loves to call it, which is incredible. Um, the reward challenge, um, this one looked just brutal. And just for a reward, too. That's one thing I love about Australian Survivor is how physical and just like tough the challenges are. Yeah. Um, grabbing a ball, trying to get up to the top of the ramp, just tackling, shoving, holding down. Yeah, great that stuff. One tough. Um, Water wins their reward again uh, for some club sandwiches. And 
nothing, nothing to report back in the reward. No twist this time, just standard, standard stuff. Um, and then over on the blood camp, we get an idol, an idol hunt going. Um, and we get another pole idol like we saw mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and Amy finds the pole, um, which she correctly assumes has something to do with the idol because it's just a pole sitting in the middle of nowhere, kind of like mm-hmm. the cable out on the Lost Island. What the hell is this doing here? <laughs> um, and then Sam and Michelle notice it. So they, they figure there's an idol around there somewhere. Um, but Amy does manage to find it. And at least we think without anybody noticing, which we find out did not happen later on. Mm-hmm. Um, at the immunity challenge, this challenge looks sick. I just from just from like a just from a visual standpoint of just like seeing the setup that was awesome in the water against a cliff and a waterfall just looked great. And then I would love to do a scaled down version of this. I would I would die doing this one. This one was so intense. They swim out. They swim out to then climb up a rope ladder on a a rope. Yeah, yeah uh, rope ladder, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. up a cliff, cargo uh, net type cliff thing. face, cargo net. There we go, cliff, uh, cliff face. Jump back off, swim it back in, pass the ball to somebody else to shoot into one of the goals. I would have taken the shooter position so quickly. One, because I I suck at swimming, so that'd be a huge detriment. But I I mean, if someone like like Croc and Khan and Jay are like struggling in the water, I I would have no chance. Yeah, is is an interesting challenge because the shot that was needed to be made was a extremely easy shot, which, which made people like Sandra have to do that part, obviously than the way more important part. That is the endurance speed part. But yeah, that like getting up those cargo nets, I feel like is, is a way more difficult than people, than it looks Um, like croc had a rough time getting up that thing. Yeah. Um, Like, like Mark, who's, former special service agent or SAS like yeah he's gonna be fine with it Shay crushed it because she's maybe like the strongest fittest female to ever play Australian Survivor it's ridiculous she she did crush it um but yeah some people and I feel like I'd be right there with them would just get like tangled up and it's it looks like a net looks pretty easy but I think it'd be be really tough to to navigate Mm -hmm. um water water wins uh Nina of course gets the the clinching shot um She's she's been great. We'll, we'll probably talk some big picture players in, in, in a second here. Yep. Um, at, at so then before travel <laughs> council, Sandra still wants to get rid of Dave. Um, Amy is still looking to target Sandra. Um, and then for some reason, she says Sandra is under the radar. <laughs> no, that's that's impossible. She Sandra like is the radar. Like there's yes. yeah, she can be playing low key. She cannot be being actively targeted. But by being Sandra. She will never be under the radar. Just kind of a funny. Uh... She's everywhere on the radar. If you yes, look at a yes. radar, Sandra's face is just right there in yep. the middle. Exactly. Up. Exactly. And then Michelle gets her first confessional of the season. Mm. Revealing to us that she actually saw Amy pick up that immunity idol. I love yeah. that they saved that reveal for right now. It's, it's yeah. little editing, yeah. things like that. They can make a big difference because before we thought, oh, Amy's got a secret idol. Great. And then comes in that that no in fact she does not so she goes to sandra um her one of her close allies tells sandra that she that amy's got an idol so then sandra goes to jesse jordan and croc and then so they start to navigate away from dave um because they think amy will either play the idol for herself or for dave because she knows dave's a target so they start uh formulating a plan against jay um and then jordan 
who was in on the on Sandra's plan, tells Amy that everyone knows about her idol and that he wants her to stick around so they can work together because he likes her and wants to work with her, but then is still going to vote against her at this tribal council, even though she's got an idol to use. Mm-hmm. I think they missed an opportunity there. I think if, so, too. If, jo- if everyone thought Jordan was working with the Sandra contingent and Jordan is working with Amy using their idol, they they could have they could have put some together. I think I think it was the the fear of Sandra in, in, that was in Jordan, but but yeah, I think if if he really just sat back and thought about it for a second, like they had it. He didn't he didn't need to convince anyone else. All he had to do was make his vote. Sandra, she's gone. Could have could have got her. Yep. Should've but yeah, I, I think the the fear of Sandra is still still holding people back a little bit. Um, yep. which that's Sandra. You know, that's what she does yeah. just by being herself. Absolutely. Um, so you get the tribal. Sandra kind of blows up Amy's spot. Not saying she has an idol, but coaxing Amy into revealing her idol. Um, so now anyone who maybe didn't know does know for sure. Um, so Amy plays it for herself, um, but wouldn't matter. She only got three votes. And Jay is gone over Sandra, four to three. Um, and that's that's week two. Yeah. Poor I'm, Jay. I'm loving this season. I'm it's, loving it's it. It's awesome so far. I, I think uh, I liked last season of, of Australian Survivor, the Brains vs. Braun, but I think this one is more well-rounded, like, just, yeah, just the, the highs of Brains versus Braun were like through the roof. There yeah. was a stretch, I think, just before they merged, mm-hmm. where Haley had like one of the greatest stretches I've yeah. ever seen in Survivor. Yeah, the move she was doing were just out of this Mastermind. world good and masterful. Yeah. Um, so those highs were as good as anything Survivor's ever done. But then the mm-hmm. lows were real, real yeah. bad. Like, and and this and this season hasn't had either of those. It's been very balanced, but at a at a pretty high level. Yep, I agree. I, I feel like it's it's consistently good, and we're we're gonna gear up to, for some major major plays and and see some people as we get into later part of the game make some big moves with some with some big players. Like I feel like the last season, at a certain point, there was only like two good players left in the game, and everyone else sucked, and and it was. It was just not that good at that point. But um, yeah, this season, a lot, lot of potential to, to continue to be good and, and get really, really good. All right. Did you, do you have a winner pick? Um, I was thinking about that. Um, let me think about it. Why, why don't you talk about yours first? I, I have a couple people that I need to sort through my mind real quick. Yeah. Um, my initial winner pick was, was Mark. I had no idea. Cause I always make it after the first full week when I do my, my written recap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I took Mark, I had no idea. Like people were playing well. There were some people we hadn't really seen at all. So it was hard to pick them over, over somebody else, but Mark was playing mm-hmm. fine. He improved. I like him a lot. So um, whatever. But as of now, man, there are some, there is a, a few people that I, that I think are in really good positions. Sandra somehow is in a great yeah. spot. Um, Nina as well, you know, Mark's in a fine spot. You know, he's, he's doing all right. Um, Khan, he's maybe a little too at the front of things, Yeah, but overall he's, he's playing pretty well. He's super likable. That's going to help him a little Mm bit, um, with how kind of in charge or at the top of things he is. But then, um, Sam has been playing a great game so far. She's been really impressive. And then someone like Shay, I really like where, where she's at. She's just kind of in the mix. She's not necessarily controlling moves, but she's not 
being left out of things. She's a challenge beast. She seems to be well-liked. People like that are kind of who I look to at this point in the game for Australian Survivor because, like you said early, early in the episode, people might be kind of quiet early on and then really mm-hmm. explode in terms of coverage as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, she's someone who I could see that happening with. Um, Jordy, I think it's Jordy, the young, the, the kid. Is that Jordy? Yeah. 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 I, I like where he's at. I like him a lot. There, too. There's a lot of players who he's I think hilarious. are clumped together as like in good positions, but also for very different reasons. So I, th- mm. I think the game is pretty wide open right now. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think uh, I, I want to mention Jordy again. I think he's hilarious. And he had, he had a good confessional early on that was like, I'm just trying to be that laid back chill guy who's everyone likes and it kind of brings some humor. But what people don't realize is like, I'm going to step it up later in the game. They're not going to expect me. I'm going to make some big moves. I could see it. I could see it. They're um, saying it and then they're doing it. Hopefully he does it. Cause I like him a lot. Hopefully he does it. Um, I love Nina. Uh, Nina's doing great. Um, let's see. Let's see. I love, yeah, Sam's doing awesome. I think Sam is, is way up there for could, could go very far or win the game. I, I really like Michelle actually, the thing that the only issue is she's had one confessional so far, which is, which is hard to, to get super behind, but she's in a good spot. I think she's kind of savvy. She's a little under the radar, but like aligned with Sandra. And yeah, I, I don't get the sense that people are, are too worried about her or looking at her as, as much of a threat. So I think she could yeah. potentially, if she realizes her position could, could go. And then her, her twin Mel, I mean, I have no idea what to think about her because no she's been her, as yeah. invisible as anybody. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I'm going to go ahead and say my winner pick is going to be Nina lock, lock it in, go in Nina. I feel like she's in a good spot. She has a good balance of laying low, but also kind of being in the mix and, and controlling the vote a little bit. Hopefully, I mean, I think if her and her mom, Sandra, make merge, it's going to get really interesting. Oh, and I we got Tribe Swap coming up. They're on the same Tribe. Yeah, Tribe Swap on Sunday. Um, I, I wish they hadn't shown that, but yeah, small thing. Yeah, that that's going to be interesting, I guess, to see how they navigate it. You got to think one of them is going to go. I think Sandra's going to go before merge and Nina is going to then shine later. On. I, I, I want Sandra on the jury so bad. She's never been on the jury. She's one, which has gone before the jury. True. True. I want I her hope, on a jury so does. bad. I hope so. I think those two together, everyone's going to like double their Sandra radar and be like, this cannot be like, I, I think it's going to depend on, on who they, end, who they end up with. True. Like if True. they, if they get with, with their allies and, and Sophie, you know, yeah. depending on how it shakes out, um, they, I mean, I mean, you could say that about, about any swap, um, but you know, we'll see. I, I hope they both, they're both in it for a long while more. They've been playing really well and both been really fun to watch. Like the, mm-hmm. the way Nina talks and like just says how she phrases things to people. It's, it's, it's like she's her, it's like watching Sandra, like a young yeah. Sandra. It's young it's incredible Sandra for sure. I agree. Yeah, no, she's excellent. So who's your official winner pick then? I gotta stick with Mark. Mark, okay. Yeah. I never feel good about good about my winner picks, even less so in Australian Survivor. Um, but Mark was my first one, so I'll stick with him. But yeah, there's a few players who I think as of 
six episodes in are in a little better position, but he's, he's far from out of it. He's far from out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he's, no, he's doing well. I I think he's doing really well. All right. Any uh, last thoughts, anything we skipped over before we sign off here? Hmm. I don't think so. I'm excited for the tribe swap. I think, uh, I feel like we just kind of finished the first little mini phase of the game and we're going to get a whole bunch of mixing of, of loved ones. And it's, it's going to make it really interesting. All right. Well, I think I'm going to get this episode out today, Wednesday, usually they'll be out Thursday, but I have the time now. So I'll just put it out, but usually look for these on Thursday. Um, and again, plan will be to do it weekly. We'll see how, how well it happens or how consistent we can do it. But again, weekly episodes out Thursday after this week, which will be out um, a little bit on Wednesday here. Um, be sure to subscribe to the show, uh, Apple, Spotify, and where you listen, you can find us talking llama and follow us on Twitter at llama talk pod, Instagram at talking llama pod for Chris Kuno. This is Matt Hambage. And we'll see you next time. For another scoop of the crispy.